Greetings, ghouls. It's time to discuss, disgust, and dissect. Horror. No normal mind can imagine. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. And we are Fetch of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. What up? I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. How you doing, bro? Not bad. Uh, we uh, skipped over the welcome to fans of the dead. Well, I figure the intro says that we're fans of the dead, so it's a little redundant. And I really want to get these 3D glasses off my face because I'm not doing the whole episode wearing them. <laughs> Well, we've done the same thing for 102 episodes, so uh, this I figured, is, yeah, yeah. Well, why change? If it ain't broke, don't break it. Yes. Don't break it. That being said, look what I, I, I'm finding confetti still. <laughs> I, I I think there was there was some left... Like in my jacket pocket somehow. <laughs> well, you were barraged with it. it. I was. Even when like the whole announcement was still done, Ava was still throwing confetti in my face. Well, it was it was fun. It was fun. That was a good time. Yeah, but mostly. That being said, mostly that was quite a few episodes ago. Well, not it was only three episodes ago. Uh, we're doing this a little late, so we're doing our Valentine's episode at the end of the month because. You know what? The whole month is for love. And I think you should celebrate your loved ones every day of the year. And we suck and we're a little bit late. It's true. Nothing wrong with that, though. I mean, no. I asked you guys at home to suggest a, a movie for Valentine's Day, and you didn't. And I jokingly said, we'll have to do My Bloody Valentine's. So here we are. And the reboot. The, re the remake was available for free on Tubi, and it was also on Shudder, so it was just kind of kind of just worked out that way. Actually, it was everywhere. I watched it free on Prime, so it was basically free everywhere. Yeah, I wanted to watch the uh, the old one, like the original one. Again, you know, I, to be honest, I saw the remake first. I watched, I rewatched the the original throughout the week. You know, it wasn't like imperative that I had to watch it, but you know, I wanted to give it a review. Yeah, um, I didn't get around to doing that. So rewind to 2009. Jen and I are going out on a date, and we're watching My Bloody Valentine. We've got the 3D glasses, and I gotta say, it was fun. It was a good time. Mm -hmm. The uh, the whole 3D aspect was cool. Again, a little cheesy, but what do you expect for 3D? 3D is inherently cheesy. Of course. I mean, I mean, now you have, do they really even do it in like the theater? Because I remember like there was like a time like 10 years ago where like big blockbuster movies coming out, they would release it also like in 3D, but it wasn't like 3D. It was more like depth. Yeah. It was like a di anything. diorama. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, exactly. Depth. It's just like, here's layer one back there's layer two but like i like 3d where it's like actually comes out at you and you're like oh right. it's gonna touch me 
Um, I believe the new Avatar movie, you can go to see it in IMAX in 3D. I just might be making that up. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of all set. I have no want to see that movie. I saw the original because like everyone made a big deal about it. It was okay. Uh, yeah, I I didn't see it, but it makes a lot of money. So good for him. Good for the studio. So we're going to jump right into Recipe for Disaster. I've got a couple good ones. This is a recipe for disaster. Really wish you were here for these ones, Jeremy. So I made Actually, my... Actually, they, they, they looked pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. So <laughs> I made a love triangle, sweet and sour hearts. So I uh, bought a pack of chicken hearts and giblets. Basically a bunch of gizzards and random parts, but they do have chicken hearts. It only costs like two bucks. Perfect. Chicken hearts, actually a delicacy. Um, I was at a Brazilian party and they were frying them up. Oh my God, they're so good. Like they're little tiny. They basically taste like chicken thighs, but they're like bite size. Just like, um, 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 um. so yeah, so just roasted those up. Obviously I put it in a cute little heart and drizzled some <laughs> extra red, sweet and sour sauce on them. Yeah, it's a good, pretty good bite-sized snack. But then I made a dirty 3D eye-popping martini. So instead of the olives, I did little cocktail onions because they kind of look like eyeballs. You know, skewered yep. them in there just like you'll see an eyeball get skewered. Pretty much, I think it was the first, one of the first kills anyway. So I'm not using olives. So instead of the olive juice, I went with jalapeno juice. So just like a little splash of vermouth in the glass, just to kind of coat the glass. Shake, obviously, shake and not stirred with the jalapeno juice, the vodka used gray goose. And, and that's pretty much it. A little bit of ice in the shaker, not in the in the glass. And it was spicy. Nice. Yeah. So pre- pretty delicious. Uh, I actually thought the hearts were awesome. I was the only one that partook. I was one, but uh, Susan asked, she goes, does, does Jenna have to eat all this stuff too? Usually she'll be a sport, but literally they're tiny hearts. They look exactly like exactly what they are. Cause that's what it is. <laughs> and like, you can see the ventricles and it's a little off putting. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll give you and that. Atriums and shit like that. Oh yeah. Oh, so good though. When you're chewing it up. Ava thought I was a monster. <laughs> the town of Harmony, which is uh, a turn. So this movie takes some liberties. It kind of goes pretty much exactly the same story. I'll free you from spoilers because we might actually do the original at some point. We should. It's it's great. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, the original movie took place in Valentine's Bluff. So, the town of Harmony would like to forget its horrific past. Ten years ago, after a traffic... Ten years ago, after a tragic mining accident, Harry Warden awoke from his coma on Valentine's Day and brutally murdered 22 people with a pickaxe before being killed himself. Now, after years of peace, there's a killer on the loose, again wearing a miner's mask and brandishing a pickaxe. Has Harry Warden returned from the dead? All right, first of all, he 
there was a minor accident. Yes. One year later on Valentine's Day, he woke up, killed 22 people, got killed. And then 10 years later after that is when the movie takes place. So that DVD cover is full of shit. Which I feel like happens a lot. There's a big yeah. disconnect in the marketing. Well, it's like when, was it Friday the 13th Part 5? I mean, didn't they literally say Jason was back? I think so, in yeah. The description? Jason's back. Everybody high five each other. Oh, wait, no. It was Roy. Roy. Fucking Roy Burns. All right. Let's so, do it. Spoilers ahead. My Bloody Valentine 2009, directed by Patrick Lussier. Let's say. Sure. Lussier, Lussier. I don't know. I, anyway. I butcher people's names, so don't look at me. Okay. Um, so like like you said, there was like a mining accident. The, the, it opens up with like news clips. Uh, the Hanager mine collapse. Uh, the son of the owner of the mines, Tom, played by Jensen Ackles uh, from Supernatural. I was going to say from the boys. It, ah, yeah. Now soldier boys. boy. Yeah. <laughs> that character is great. That's a great character. But yeah, so he's being blamed for everything. Well, uh, he forgot to bleed the lines. Correct. He basically trapped six people in the mine. Um, And there's like a flashback scene a a little bit later where where Harry Ward and he's like, just because your daddy owns the mine doesn't mean shit, Nepo baby. Yeah. In Harry's defense, he's right. Oh, he's 100%. I mean, just because your dad owns a mine doesn't mean shit. And then look, he forgot to believe the, the the lines and the methane got in there. There was an explosion. Six people were trapped in tunnel number five. And Harry Warden apparently killed everyone to save his own goddamn air. Conserve his own goddamn air. And the Conserve, original, oh, he goes even further. He may yes. have, have eaten a few of those people. That they, yeah, they said he resorted to cannibalism a little bit there. Allegedly. But yeah, so he, he murders them all with uh, his pickaxe. Um, he's in his hospital bed, so apparently he's been in a, in a coma. So even So think about it, right? So this guy, six people are down in the mine. And like he, even uh, Tom Atkins, he's like, you know, he killed him to conserve his own goddamn air. He still ended up in a coma, so it didn't help him much. So it's probably right. the only thing that saved his life was right. killing people. I, I feel like, would that would that be a good defense when you're on trial? Uh, yes. they, were stealing, they were stealing my air. I mean, you're desperate at that point. And instead of everyone dying, just they died. Yeah, I mean, I guess you, I guess you could complain, you could claim insanity. I mean, at that point, yeah, hell yeah. So waking up from his coma and then killing all the nurses and the doctors and all the other patients, probably uh, working against that defense. Yeah, um, didn't help, as you said. He like he has like a flashback or something like in his in his head, and then he just like apparently after years in a coma, um, one year. Or, is, this oh, is one, one year later. One year in a coma, he gets up and his legs are at full strength and he can just walk just fine. 
I don't want to say he walked just fine because so he killed his his roommate or whatever. Yeah. And when the nurse came in to check and was like, oh, shit, he's gone. He looked pretty bad. He was sitting on the next bed. He didn't look great. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, he was a he did have motor functions and whatnot. Yeah. So. So, yeah. And he goes on this fucking nasty spree and he's just i mean he tore the whole hospital apart and uh sheriff jim uh, jim burke played by tom atkins finds the nurse happy fucking valentine's day and there's a little valentine you know one of those chocolate heart boxes yep. with someone's literal heart inside it yeah how romantic yep. uh so we're gonna Fast forward to the mine. We we have a little bit of a shindig going on down here where people are drinking and having a good time in front of the entrance to the mine. Uh, so we meet Axel, played by Kerr Smith, which uh, I think of him from Final Destination. Yes, yeah. Wasn't he in Dawson's Although, Creek? Yeah, that's where that's where Susan knew him from. And uh, Irene. So they're, they're, everyone's, they're all friends. They're all, all hanging around. Uh, Tom Handiger shows up with his girlfriend, Sarah. And it, clearly he's a little fucked up in the head. He's you know, not, he, gets, he doesn't want to go back into the mine, but everyone's hanging out in the mine. So he's like, yeah, all right, I'm cool. Don't worry. I'm not, you know, no PTSD at all. Even Axel, before they show up, he's like, if that motherfucker shows his face. Yeah. Um, Sarah's kind of so they go in the mine. Sarah's wandering around. Um, I do want to point out that while they were about to enter the mine, he's like, "Oh wait, I forgot the beer. I'll be right back." Yeah, that's right. So while she's walking around, uh, Jason gets uh, gets his eye pickaxed by Harry Warden, who has escaped the hospital. Okay, rewind ten seconds. When they're going down the mine, he's wearing like the the whole like yeah. mask, and he jumps out. He's like ooga booga, you know. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Oh, just fucking fucking around, man!" Bam! Then he gets the pick through the eye, pops the eye right out of his uh, his uh, head, and that's where we get the three D eye popping martini, baby. I tell you, like the the effects, like the like the makeup and stuff, was really good in this movie. Yes, uh, I could have done. So, I mean, I know it's CGI and because it's 3D, so they do a lot of CGI type stuff to really jump out at you. But, I mean, some of the stuff like on, I mean, the makeup, like on their face and stuff like that. Oh, like, no, no. All of it the, was CGI, I don't think. No, I know. The practical kills were amazing. The ones that weren't, weren't. Correct. So, for we're going to get to it in, in like a couple seconds, but the uh, shovel kill. Yes. That was so cool until it wasn't cool. Yeah. Like initially it was awesome. But then when the head, the top half of the head just kind of slid down, it was like, oh, that's cheesy. Uh, This is where Jason's friend, uh, and I quote his, his billing as dead teen. Did you catch his name? It was Jason and Michael. Yes. Um, but well, I th- he was credited at least on Prime. He was credited as Dead Teen, I'm so sure. they didn't actually say his name. Uh, they said his name. 
Oh, they did say it? Yeah, because okay. he goes, hey, asshole, Michael, hey. Oh, that's Okay. So, I mean, he said it. I, I'm sure it was credited as, as dead teen, but I thought that was cool because they shout out, obviously, two yeah. slasher killers, Jason and Michael. And e- even later in the movie, the, uh, the what, what do we call him? Because everyone's saying it's Harry Warden, but it's. Is it? I don't know. Uh, but he does the <laughs> we'll he does out. the hel- head tilt. Yeah, that both of those characters do. Both of them do. Yeah. Uh, so he uh, so dead teen runs away and smacks his face on like a pipe or something, and, like falls over. Which was foreshadowed because Axel also hit his head on that on that board. Yep. Oh, that's right. It was a board, and another girl like comes around the corner and smacks like she gets like a shovel and like smacks Harry and this is the the death you were just talking about shovel to like the mouth like jaw area splits her skull splits her skull and then like the the head like slides down like the thing yeah yeah I mean in theory it's fun it's fun but I don't know even though it was I don't See some of the some of the effects were like, for instance, way later when Mister Atkins gets it and the jaw flies out at you. Yeah, that was cheesy. It was pretty cheesy. That was pretty cheesy. Yeah, so like the first like twelve minutes of this movie, like there was there was a lot of shit going on and some pretty cool deaths. Yeah, it it was an action packed intro to this fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, Tom heads back into the mine, of course, after all this is like gone on. And Harry catches up to him. The sheriff shows up with his deputy, shoots him multiple times. His a, friends a little... ditched him. They did. And he ended up having to go back into the mine because they took off in the truck. And he's shooketh. He's on the ground, like shaking. His eyes are like wide open. And yeah, Tom Atkins comes in as sheriff and and shoots it at Harry and Harry dips deeper into the mine. Yeah. So obviously they're shitty friends. Even his girlfriend fucking ditched him. But you know what? I think he gets back at her. Fair. Very fair. Ten years later, uh, we're in like a coffee shop. Axel apparently is now sheriff. Yes. And there's a, a newscast overview Harmony, murder capital of America. Now, I want to say, so supposedly he killed 22 people on Valentine's Day. Rewind a year earlier, he killed five. We're up to 27. 27 murders in two years. And they're the murder capital of America. I don't think you've been doing your fucking homework. <laughs> you got a long way to catch up to some places. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Sarah is now with Axel. Mrs. And, uh, Palmer. Mrs. Palmer. Uh, we also meet Megan, who is an employee of Sarah's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, who is now at an abandoned house, who we find out is actually like Axel's dad's house. Um, there was a little back is- and forth. And it, it, it made it obvious that she was banging him. It, it seemed everyone knew. Yeah. His his yeah, deputy was, knew. 
the Ben, the old mine guy, he was like, yep. oh, geez. Right. And uh, yeah, so so they they end up back at the at the abandoned house where she's friggin' nailing the sheriff and she has a present for him. Right. She gets him a little Valentine. It's very cute. It says, be mine forever. And he's like, oh, I didn't get you anything. And she says, oh, but you did. <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> and that's never mentioned again in the movie. No. Nope. <laughs> but it's not. In that moment, it was like, whoa. Yeah. So it, it shows it shows the mind again. Uh, Tom comes back and visits Ben Foley, who was played by, I think it was like James Teague or Tige or whatever. Ke- he was, yeah, yeah. He was Kevin, in Kevin Tige. Kevin Tige. Um, he was in, I think I remember seeing him in the movie Canine. It's like the only thing I remember him from. Cool. But he's been in a lot of stuff. Cool. But anyway, so basically Tom comes back to sell the mine. Yeah, and Ben mentions that the mine is Harmony's lifeblood. Uh, yeah. And so I guess also, basically, he he didn't come back for his dad's funeral. Uh, Tom didn't come back for his dad's, dad's funeral. Yeah, so ben, basically ben hands him the ashes. He's like, yeah, there's your fucking dad. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so then like he ends up finding his way to a, a motel. The Thunderbird Motel. As does... Irene, who we remember from the party from a year ago. One of the ones that left Tom in the fucking mine. Yeah. So he's walking to his motel room and he he, hears people fucking. Uh, That was her directing. uh, Sorry. That was her fucking the writer of the movie. Yeah. See, I've always said being the writer is awesome because you can write in cool <laughs> scenes like this. There's actually a funny uh, thank you in the credits. It says, thank you for allowing Todd, or thank you to Todd's wife, Mrs. Farmer, for allowing him to get naked. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're, they're having uh, some fun until, uh, well, he gets axed in the head for, and, in getting in his truck. Now this this scene was okay. Wow, was great wow, wow! You're burying the lead here, no. my friend. Because before he left, first of all, he's like, "Yeah, thanks, thanks for that. I gotta get back now." Puts his wedding ring back on. Yeah, grabs a little camera. She's like, "What is that?" Uh, and he's yeah, like, yeah, "Yeah, don't worry. I just do this for my own personal collection." And then he dips, and she grabs a gun and chases him butt ass naked. Full frontal too. Full ass naked. It's like I was that, that was a little bit surprised by that. Like usually, like when they do like like frontal, they, I don't know they they work the shot like different. This was like full on. It was like wow. This was like a which f- was five minute scene, and it was her idea. Yeah, because initially, I think in the script, it was like she grabs her underwear first, and she's like, "Well, that doesn't make sense." This guy dips, and she's trying to chase him real quick. Why is she going to take the time to half cover up? Right, right, exactly. So she chased him to the truck, like you said, pulls a gun. Uh, he opens the door to the truck, and he gets the pickaxe to the head. Yep. So then, um, kind of a fun, 
fun chase scene where he goes after Irene and, you know, there's a little back and forth in the, in the motel room, you know, she's hiding behind like the, like, like the, the frame of the, the bed. bed springs. Yeah. 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 And, uh, eventually she gets it through the chest and he takes her heart. Yes, he does. I uh, do want to mention that there's a like a quick shot of our boy Tom taking some pills and you can hear like Tom Atkins saying it was an accident blah, 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 like flashback thoughts that he's having. So it's like, yeah. huh, what's going on with that? Mm. Interesting. Mm. Uh, so Tom now visits Sarah at work at the store that her, I think her parents own. Yep. That was kind of like a quick, you know, a quick thing. There was then, also a little woman impaired, uh, impaled that was uh, so, rough. So back at home, uh, Sarah is uh, in her bedroom, you know, looking at some old pictures. She comes across the one of her and uh, Tom and Axel is in his office and he's, you know, reviewing the footage. <laughs> she walks in. It's like three in the morning. It's basically sounds like he's just in there watching porn. Yeah. It's like, what are you watching? He's like, oh, this is the footage from the crime scene. She's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I know. She like apologizes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, did you have to pause it at, at, at this like spot? But I mean, but then, you know, you see, uh, I mean, it shows up later where he points it out but tom uh, walks by the window tom walks by he's like oh yeah. he was at that scene right have you talked uh, to him yeah so he refuses to believe that it's harry warden which but, any know. person in their right mind would refuse to believe right because he's dead he even says this is a mining town do you know how many mining outfits there are Right. Exactly. So he gets a, uh, so there's a box of chocolates with the, with the heart in it, right? Uh, it was uh, with Irene's heart. Yes. Yeah. Sent to the police station. Right. Yeah. It was sent to, sent to the police station. Tom goes into like the local bar. Uh, Sheriff Burke is there. Ben's there. All sort, all bunch of miners are there. They're pissed off because he's selling the mine, basically causes a bar fight. And Sheriff basically tells him to get the fuck out of here. Like, it's. Yeah, he's like, now I've saved your ass twice and I'm not going to do it again. Uh, in the background, right. I, th I thought this is a little fun Easter egg. So there's a sign for the the uh, Valentine's Day dance, which in the first movie is more of a plot line. In this one, they it's just mentioned on a, on a sign. Have fun this Valentine's Day. Saturday the 14th at the Canary Cage. Now, I have to say, Canary Cage is such a great bar name for a mining town. And it's a little morbid. So that's kind of cool, you know, Canary Cage. Yeah. But I do like that Valentine's Day is on Saturday the 14th, which means this started on Friday the 13th. That is awesome. That was a cool little, that was a cool little uh, Easter egg. So, yeah. So now Axel's watching the video. Like again, and so the, this is like an awkward conversation because he was he was like, oh, like the love of your life is you know fucking a suspect. Cause you're like, the love here. of my life. 
He's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, what about this picture? He found the picture. She must have left it out after she found it of her and yeah. Tom. It's just like, ooh, awkward love triangle thing going on here. But I guess it would be a yeah. love square because we'd have to add Megan into that shape. So Tom catches Sarah before work and she's pissed about him selling the mine. Uh, tells him to basically like go back wherever or so he can you know find what he's looking for find find himself like whatever it is and he mentions clearly that he lost his way and he hasn't yeah. been able to face it right so he heads back to the he heads back to the mine into the tunnels because he wants to uh, he wants to talk to Ben because now he's having second thoughts about selling right. the mine right um the guy, one of the guys he got into the bar fight with, I believe, uh, what was his name? Red? The guy who punched the mirror? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, he's like, oh, I'll take him down. And he, and he like, waves him over and he's got the bandage on his hand. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's the one getting him, uh, get, giving him a ride. Oh, that'll be fun. Uh, so, apparently, Tom gets locked into a cage. And he can't get out. Uh-huh. While... A mine, someone in a minor outfit, allegedly Harry, is uh, going to town on fucking Red and. Yes, very conveniently killing the guy that Tom got into a fight with the day prior. Yes. Um, And then goes back to the cage. And I'd like to say so they're like face to face with only the cage between them. And it was just like. Almost like the scene in Jaws where like the dad scratches one side of his face and the kid scratches one right. side of his face. Then he makes a stupid, silly face. And then the kid makes the stupid. It was like a mirror thing going on. Foreshadowing or not, I don't know. Yeah. I know. And then the the, the crew ends up making it down because they hear the noise and everything. And of course, Tom's in the cage and he's like, they're like, they're like what did you do? He's like, I've been in the fucking cage. Do anything. And they did confirm that he was trapped in that cage. Right. They did. Um, at the hospital, uh, Ben visits Tom, says, like, he's friggin' nuts. Friggin' Harry's, like, dead. And acts- uh, Tom says, and I quote, it's fucking nuts. I know that. Talking about him suggesting right. that Harry Warden might actually be alive and back. Yeah. Right. Uh, Axel shows up. Uh, basically, what did he say? Like, he was he was telling them that, like, they, they carried, um, covered up, like, Harry's death. Is that what it was? Or they, what, they covered something up. Uh, so, instead of the rumor that Harry was killed in a collapse or whatever, they basically hunted him through the mine. He came out in an escape hatch, and then they murdered him. And then right. buried his body right next to the escape hatch. Right. And so, they, and they ended up going through the woods. Let's dig him uh, up. The, yeah. And uh, looks like he was already dug up. Oh, I miss animals must have got at him. Uh, yeah. So, so Axel and Tom are in the interrogation room. Uh, he basically telling he wants to know why he's back, and you know he's telling me he goes, "I'm not selling, I'm, I'm staying," and says that 
And he's like, you know, you're just, you just, you're back for Sarah, this and that. It's like, well, it sounds like she's settled. And hey, basically, you know, she's settled for you, right? And he's like, yeah. Whoa, what did you just say to me? Jumps over the table. Yeah. They start to fight. Yeah, they start to fight, and the deputy comes in and says, "Look, we, we got to let him go." That he was, yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing we can do. So Tom heads back again to the to that area, but see, he sees like, somebody with like the he sees yeah. a fuck like yeah. I know it appears to be the light on the top of the helmet. Honestly, he's looking up into the woods and sees a light. So now he's chasing right. a light. Right. I don't know about and you, but I think this guy's Looney Tunes. It, it sounds like he is, but he's back at the abandoned house. Well, he ends up at the at the abandoned house. There's a rat eating the chocolates. Yeah. That really grossed me out so bad. The the Valentine that, that she gave, Megan gave to Axel, there's like a rat on it eating out the chocolate. And I was just thinking the day before he was eating her out there. Ugh. Oh, there's rats everywhere, bro. So yeah, so he saw, so he saw the Valentine, and so he knows what's going on now. Uh, back at Ben's house, Ben seems pretty fucked up. Like he's pretty drunk. He's three sheets to the wind. Yeah. Um, here's a noise. He pulls out his uh, pulls out his shotgun. You know, to the door. Turns around, and here we go. He's got Harry in his house. Hmm. Hmm. This was a cool, I like this death because, you know, they, they fought around for a little bit. He this gets his cool. axe stuck in the floor. He gets his axe stuck, stuck in the floor. And, of course, like, he's pushing, like, his head towards it. And it's, like, going, like, super slow. And, of course, soon's like, it's not going to be, like, like one of those, like, things where, like, pushes in, like, the eye and they show it, like, super slow, isn't it? I'm like, I don't know. Those are kind of cool. No, oh, but then he just puts the boot on his back and Ben's just like, shit. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty quick, but it was awesome. There was... An um, an instance where Tom and him were talking, and Ben goes, "You're out there looking for Harry, but soon enough Harry's gonna find you." And Tom looks at him and goes, "Or you." And then yes. Ben was the next person to die. So I was like, "Huh, that was interesting." Hmm. Something. Things are adding up here, hmm. or they're starting to. So, uh, back at the, at the police station, Ben's missing and then they find out he's dead. And of course, you know, Axel's like flipping his shit. Sarah and Megan are closing the store and she's asking about them. Well, basically Axel was like, wrap it up quick. You got to get the fuck out of there. Like it's not safe to be out there alone. So right. Head home. Yeah. Yeah. So Megan, um, Megan asks about like the murders 10 years ago. And then there's more noise up front. There, there was a weird, she goes, so why, you were with Tom, but now you're with Axel. How did that happen? He goes, well, Tom dipped and Axel, he was there for me. And then Megan goes, but he's not anymore. And I was like, whoa. So I thought maybe the whole pregnancy thing might, like, I, I thought there would be more to that. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Not how it played out. So Harry ends up in the store, chasing them around, and they lock themselves in the office, and now they have to unlock the padlock on the cage in the window while he's, like, trying to bang down the door. 
Okay, so this scene was really stupid. It was. So she, yeah, she does have the door blocked while the one girl is trying for the the padlock so they can escape out the window. So there's two of them. Why doesn't one hold the desk and the other one hit the police alarm? They had an alarm for an for medical emergencies, for the police, and for the fire department. She worked in that store her whole life. It's her parents' store, but she doesn't hit the police button until after Megan has been snatched. Yeah. Did she do that out of spite? I, I don't I don't I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was just a plot hole. I, I think so too. So yeah, she Megan gets snatched from the other side of the window. Uh, Axel shows up. So like for a while, it was actually starting to make me feel like this was Axel, like doing this the whole time. He did see. Uh, so yes, he, he, yes. Keep going. Yeah, sorry. He, he would he would he would show up at convenient times. Mm-hmm. Kind of kind of thing. Well, I don't know um, how convenient this was. <laughs> he showed up after the murder. Convenient would be if he showed up before the murder. Yeah. All I have true. to say is, whoever the killer may be, they are like Houdini. They can get in and out of that whole suit. Like it's like a, it's like this weird neck hoodie condom for your head, and then you have to get in the whole coveralls, and then there's the, the whole, you know, breathing apparatus on the gas mask, and then you got to lug around that huge pickaxe, and you kill someone. Then you got to hide the pickaxe. You got to take all that off and then show up like, it wasn't me. So if it was Axel, he's going to get back into the sheriff costume. Right. That's a so, lot of back and forth. Well, yeah, it is. So, so fucking, you know, they find Megan next to the building on the wall. It says, be mine forever. The same, same words that were in the card. The Valentine with the bloody yeah. red heart. Very nice touch. It was. Uh, Sarah knows the connection now between him and Megan. Well, she said she had known for a while. Right. right. So uh, the deputy's outside Axel's house, or a deputy is outside Axel's house. Um, Another plot hole right here. Tom Atkins shows up, bangs on her window, scares the shit out of her, and is like, he's inside, he's got a gun. How the fuck? Yeah, this, no, how does he know that? There's no. There, there's no reason for him to know why or that he was in the house. There no, none there's whatsoever. definitely a scene missing. Like, how yeah. did he know where to go? Right, and um, so so Harry's in the house. He ends up killing the maid in the in the uh, dryer, which I believe that was like a recreation from the, the original. original. Yes, uh, that was so cool. See, that yeah. was one of the the coolest deaths. It was. Uh, Tom Atkins, Bur- uh, Burke, he's, he stays outside. And he sees uh, a light. He like, sees a light. So well, it's the helmet. It, it's I, it's I, the helmet. So from this the is legitimately the helmet light. But still, he sees a light and he's just like, basically sets all his attention on that light. Right. And so, yeah, so it's on like a generator or something. Uh, this is where the reveal is for the maid and the dryer, which the makeup on that was like pretty fucking cool. So cool. So he calls, what was it? Oh, this is where um, the, yeah. So Tom gives him the, the fucking pickaxe to the jaw, rips his jaw. Yeah, off. it goes right up under his jaw. Yeah. And then, yeah, they rip it, or they, I mean, you know, whoever Harry Warden is, 
pulls back and it shoots the jaw out at the audience. And it, it, you know, it looks stupid if you're not watching it in 3D. When you're watching it in 3D, it still looks stupid, but at least comes out at you. You know, so it's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. I, I do yeah. have to say, watching this movie not in 3D, not as impressive. Like, there's a whole bunch of cool things. Like, he throws the pickaxe at the truck at the beginning and it goes through the windshield. There's so much cool 3D shit. Yeah. Uh, Tom calls Sarah and says he doesn't think it's Harry that's doing the killing. Um, Axel runs to the hospital where Sarah has already checked out and left with Tom. And oh, he left with that really nice boy. You know, the guy that used to bang your wife. (laughs) And a deputy calls Axel and says, hey, you might want to hear this. Right. But we don't get to find out what that is yet. No, not yet. We have to wait a whole 30 seconds to find out, basically. (laughs) Yeah. So Axel calls Sarah while they're in the truck and basically turns out Tom has been in a mental hospital for like the last like seven years or something like that. Yeah. The last seven years. And pleads with her to leave the car. And she's like, you know, essentially like fuck off. And then she finally, well, like, no, she doesn't really say that, but she, she acts like she's talking to her mom and she needs to check on uh, Noah. I believe was their son's name. She's like, Noah's not feeling good. I really need to get back to the house. And Tom kind of Tom kind of starts going through some like emotional like trying to hold in his rage here. He's like, "You're the only one that might believe me," Ugh. and then he's just like, "Fuck," Ugh. and I'm like, "Jesus Christ, get out of that car, girl!" Yeah, uh, she grabs a wheel and basically drives the car into a tree, which is another cool 3D thing that popped out. At that you. was cool. That that the branch. Yeah, yeah. Um. So. Axel calls Sarah again and says, hey, go to my dad's place, the abandoned house. Uh, she finds all the chocolates and the boxes and boxes and boxes of like, of like the fucking heart boxes. Yeah, so then, this was weird. So the closet was full. She she even says later, she's like, 300 boxes of chocolates. Like, <laughs> f- who the hell? Someone had to go purchase this somewhere. Like, yes. Amazon wasn't that prevalent in 2009 where you could just order 300 boxes of chocolates to an abandoned house or basically axel's fuck shack right and that being said axel didn't notice 300 boxes of chocolates getting delivered to his house (laughs) (laughs) so she finds the chocolates she finds the card and inside the box is the picture of tom and sarah Ooh, ouch Boxes and boxes. Harry shows up. They fight. She rolls out the window, like down on like the little mini roof thing and mm-hmm. takes off. Heads to the mines. Uh, Harry catches up and like suits are like falling from like. Oh, yeah. This this it, was. All right. So I hated this. So I thought it was so cheesy. It was like when you walk into a fun house, like a Halloween type fun house and like stuff just drops to scare you. That's basically what it was. Yeah. It was like these full-ass miner suits are dropping. But this is actually from, from the first movie, too. So it was a little homage to that. Yeah. But it's still so, so cheesy. Like, this so is a funhouse move. Right. So it's a bunch of cat and mouse here. 
Um, Axel shows up. She pulls the gun. She smacks after. him in the head. He drops the yeah. gun. She grabs the gun. Now she's got Axel at gunpoint. She's got Axel at gunpoint. Um, blames are going back and forth. It's like, oh, Tom did it. No, well, Axel yeah, yeah. did it. Tom now, did yeah, it. Now, Axel did so it. now Tom shows up. And now she's got both of them. Right. And yeah, it's like, so, which is so, the real me? I lo- See, like, th- this is like an old cartoon thing. You know? Yeah. It's like, which one's the real you? And it's like... Yeah, and she's it, just like... And and the the instant that Axel said this line, I was like, ah, oh, the whole movie, they paint him out to be a douchebag, but he's actually not the killer. He says, fuck it. Shoot both of us. Yeah. Anytime someone says that in a cartoon, they're the good guy. Right, exactly. And then, well, and then as soon as basically Tom said the whole thing about Megan. Yeah, you, you know he's the like, killer. The, the the whole Megan Valentine thing, it said the same words. She's like, whoa, how did you know Megan was dead? And he's like, oh, fuck. How did uh, I know? How did I know that? I don't know. And then we go through the whole like flashbacks of how he did yeah. all of this and I'm still not buying the whole him taking the suit off and putting it back on and taking it off and putting it back on. And how do you do that? If you're two, per- well, you're two personalities. I get that. Your one personality is the killer. One personality is Tom. <sighs> I don't, man. I don't know. I can't, if I can wrap my mind around yeah. that much like manipulation between your personalities. Well, well, like right before, you know, they do the flashbacks and stuff. Like he sees Harry behind um, Sarah and Axel. Oh like, yeah, that's right. That's like, oh, that. Coming. That's he's when coming. he realizes he's it. He's coming. He's coming. And then he like walk. And they're like, he's just like, what? Yeah, they're like, nobody's there. there. Nobody's there. Nobody? And they're like, shit. He's crazy. He's fucking Looney Tunes. And then, then yeah, Harry stands right next to him and just vanishes. And that's when he realizes he's actually Harry. Even Axel's right. like, you're Harry. Harry's been inside you this whole time. Yeah. That so, was just one time, and it was dark in the mine. <laughs> he thought I was so, someone else. So Tom and Axel fight, and then Axel gets like I think he was, gets picked. Like, the pickaxe. <laughs> yeah, he gets picked. Um, Tom escapes. Well, and he leaves the mine. He comes back, and he is like smashing the lights with um, the pickaxe. Pickaxe, right? Yeah, yeah, smashing the lights each one as he's going. Um, which I can Axel tell you Sarah. is not a good idea if you're in a mine where there may be methane leaks. Correct. Yes. Um, frowned upon. OSHA would probably not approve. No. No. Uh, Axel gives Sarah his gun, shoots Tom. Oh, he says, like, you only have the- one bullet. Don't miss. Yeah. No, pr- no pressure, babe. No pressure. So shoots him like kind of like in the side, but the bullet goes through him and also hits the valve on a gas cylinder. Uh, Tom's buried. Uh, the crew comes in to like to like help, and this was like an awesome shot where Tom gets the crew guy like in the in the mask, and like you see it come. Like you're in the mask. Yeah, it's like the POV shot, and and it goes yeah. through the eye of the glass. Um, that that is cool. So he's he's caught under a bunch of debris, kills the guy, 
gets out of there. And I mean, we know he's Houdini. He can go in and out of the outfit very quickly. So he puts on this guy's outfit. He escapes the shaft. But yet, the mask was intact when he gets out. That was a little goof there. Yeah. So uh, they pull out Axel. And who's alive. Thank goodness. Yep, who is alive. They both said, uh, I love you. I love you too, baby. So Valentine's uh, romance right there. Yeah. Love uh, knows no out. bounds. Deputy comes out and says, uh, where's Hannigan? And he goes, Tom's dead. As Tom's escaping. Hanniger. Hanniger, sorry. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, he's dead. And they're like, oh, cool. But then he's obviously not dead. He takes off the mask. He's like, uh, uh, looks in the camera, breaks the fourth wall, and then dips. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So the original movie, classic. This movie was awesome. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I thought it was a lot of fun. I They definitely twisted the story up a little bit. I would have loved to see the deputy is the killer. I would have. I I thought like there was enough of him getting put down. And I think maybe they could have, you know, you don't really have to know why, what his motive is until the end. You know, maybe his dad was like one of the miners that got killed. And, you know, like, like who knows that there was definitely enough like breadcrumbs and like red herring stuff going on where it was like anyone could have been the killer early enough in the movie. But they really pushed it hard on Tom being like, uh, you know, not being able to handle his PTSD. Right. But like I said, for a little bit, I thought it was Axel, just like on certain scenes. Yeah. I mean, it, at first, but it, the scene, it was so early in, in the movie when Tom's popping the pills and there's just echoing going on his head. And he, it seemed like he was getting a migraine. And then he got caught in the, the cage. Which threw me off because I was like, oh, how'd he get caught right. in the cage? I mean, they, right, they, exactly. they proved it later, like stupidly. But even in that scene, he's having echoes in his head. You know, it's just, they really, they really pushed on uh, his mental health being the main catalyst of his murder spree. Yeah. I, I would have, I would have really liked to see uh, Eddie, Eddie Gathagy, I think. Sorry if I butchered your name, but Deputy Martin, I, I thought yeah. if he had a, like a bigger role, I think they could have fleshed that out and, and he could have been a cool killer. He's badass. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. All in all, fun movie. What are you giving it? Um, I'm going to give it a solid three. Rain. I'm going to be very generous with this movie because it's, <laughs> it's, it's not Valentine's Day anymore. But uh, I'm still feeling the love, so I'm going to give it a full two brains. Brains. Yeah, I, I was thinking, I was, you know, I went back and forth between two and a half and three. I mean, there were some really cool kills in it. Uh, the practical, like, well, like we said, the practical effects that they did use were awesome. Yeah, I got I to gotta uh, say uh, why it deserved the full two brains for me was my initial experience when Jenna and I saw it in the theater. We had a great time. Like, it was so much fun. The 3D, you know, coming out of you. The, I, I thought that really worked well. Yeah, some of the kills were cheesy, but some of them were really good. It, it was just fun. So, yeah, there you go. And the fa- I mean, they they really hammered home, you know, obviously pushed that, that Tom was 
was the guy. So yeah, I mean, once you once you know and you see it again, you're like, oh damn, duh, <laughs> yeah, right, cool. So fan feedback didn't really get much. I it was just likes, likes, likes. Um, usually I get good amount of feedback on TikTok, but didn't really get much on this one. So I put it out there a while ago. I uh, was talking about the original My Bloody Valentine. I was like, well, you know, what does everyone think about the remake? Cash, Creepy Cash said, I thought it was a decent remake besides the exaggerated 3D parts. So I don't know if they get to actually see it in 3D. Because when you just see it regularly, I mean, obviously the 3D parts are, you, you know where they are. You know what I mean? But if you see it in right. 3D, it's cool. If you don't, it, it does take away from the experience, I think. Uh, core Extra Podcast. I'm not usually a remake guy, but this remake is an exception. Sigmund Van Helsing. Love it. Hashtag Jensen Ackles. We actually got a five-star review on iTunes. Red Heart. I love these guys. They know their stuff and are hilarious. You'll like it, even if you don't like horror. That's from Trina Blonde. Huh. So, yeah, thank nice. you. Uh, definitely thank you, appreciate the, the five stars. Any feedback you want to give us, honestly, is appreciated. Uh, yeah, why not? It gives us a little back and forth. Even if you don't like us, just uh, tell us why you don't like us. Don't just give us a fucking three-star review like that one asshole. Like, at least tell <laughs> us why we're only getting three stars. Is it because Jeremy is not as handsome as I am? That's not yeah. fair. It's not fair. No. Give me five stars. At least make, you know, split the difference. Give me three. He gets five. All in all, make it a four. <laughs> Just give you us know. five. Just go to the iTunes, hit five. Give us a little blurb. We'll shout you out. We'll definitely appreciate it. Uh, but honestly, thanks for listening. This is so much fun. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that, yeah. that's cool. But I do have to say, I found I found some funny reviews on on this movie. Oh yeah. So this is IMDb, a one out of ten, and it's a one out of ten because they don't let you go zero. Easily predictable. <laughs> Warning, spoilers. In my opinion, the original 1981 movie beats this remake out of the water. From the moment when our killer is in the hotel room taking his pills and the camera zooming right to his face, you can tell who the killer is right away. This can make me jump here and there, but to me, the gore is nothing compared to the 81 original. There seems to be more talking and less killing and more focused on a love triangle. The 1981 version is better because of the sets and storyline, a dark rim place of coal mine that looks more abandoned than working would make the film more better. Yes, that's more one better. thing that would make it more better. <laughs> Here, it's a working coal mine and is far too modern to be dark and grim. The ending of the 1981 version was more dark and grim and heart pounding. That it deserves to have a sequel. This one is just, here's the killer. Thanks for your money. Then credits roll. From the moment when the main character in his hotel room and music along with it, camera zooming to face, you already know who killer is. Well, good on you for knowing who the killer was right away. Yes, sometimes that does take away from the fun, but literally 
10 seconds after that, you get a full naked woman just running around. I mean, isn't that yeah. worth one more star, sir? I would think so. I mean, it was worth a star for me. It's why there's two brains on this movie for me <laughs> and not just one. Horror Babe of the Month. Horror Babe of the Month. Yes. Jamie King. Who it's funny because I was uh recently watching a movie uh during Christmas time. Silent Night. You had suggested it actually, Jeremy. And I yep. would I'd like to say it's not that much it's not really a remake of silent night deadly night no it was more it was more of a take on the uh christmas rampage i can't think yeah. i can't think of the guy's name but he went through a bitter divorce and then he went to his like in-laws place and he shot up the place and he had like a makeshift flamethrower and he burned the place down he was dressed as santa claus that that's basically what i think the movie was kind of kind of based off yeah so yeah so she was in that remake and i thought that that was funny that she was in that remake also my bloody valentine remake she was also in the mother's day remake she's like oh really she's like a trilogy of you know pretty big remakes yeah um she was also in i just like of course i just realized as like i was watching the movie um she was in black summer i don't know if you caught that on netflix at all no it's actually it's not bad it's i i kind of call it a poor man's walking dead okay uh they um when you're bitten they turn like super fast like they they sprint there's no like zombies like no shuffle no zombie shuffle no shuffle no shuffle like they're full they can sprint um it's not bad it it was it was it was a pretty good show uh there's only a couple seasons i believe but yeah, she was the main character in that movie. Nice. Or show. Uh, show, yeah. And she was in Sin City also, right? Uh, both of them. She was in Sin City and Sin City, a dame to kill for, I believe. Ah. Yeah, she was also in a, a couple of fun movies. Ocean's 8, the uh, female ocean yep. movie. Yep. Fanboys, which oh, I, I thought like was fanboys. hilarious. And Slackers. Did that movie was hilarious with Devin Sawa, not the not the uh not the other one. The the Richard Linklater one. Oh, okay. The, the this one. Oh, okay, I see. It t- took place in in a college. It was actually a great scene with I saw the sign and he like literally <laughs> sees a sign. He's like, "Oh." Uh she was <laughs> she was in Blow. She played the adult Christina Jung. Boston George's daughter, who unfortunately wanted nothing to do with him, and it's a it's actually really heartbreaking scene at the end of that movie. Spoiler, sorry. Way to go! She was also in Filters. Take a picture video. I have a special soft spot for that song. I do like that song. I I like Filter. I do too. Actually, uh, was it? trip like i do came on my spotify the other day i was like holy shit i don't think i've heard this song since like 1999 <laughs> nice all right well so jamie king who actually has a birthday coming up kind of soon not really my birthday's April. first yeah so anyway cheers jamie for baby cheers yeah so speaking of birthdays we got our birthday episodes coming up 
think I, I'm torn between what I want to do. So I've got two. I think your whole zombie shuffle sprint thing might have pushed me over the edge a little bit of what I want to do. But we're still looking for tangents. So if you got a tangent idea, fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com, give us a suggestion. We're definitely open. I mean, we have a whole list of ones that, you know, we're going to do eventually. But yep. if you want one, we'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, reach out to us on TikTok, uh, fans of the dead pod. You know, I'll put something up there and see, uh, see what you guys want to do. Check us out on on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast, fansofthedead.com. Uh, get yourself a shirt, uh, a hat maybe. Hell if yeah. You, if you like hats. Get some uh, swag. Uh, Facebook, Fans of the Dead. Twitter, Fans of the Dead 1 or at Fans of the Dead 1. Follow us there. Like everything there. Just hit a bunch of hearts. Go do 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 so you look like a psycho. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, man, YouTube, we just put up our hundredth episode video spectacular. I thought it was pretty hilarious. It was, I, I, I freaking laughed my ass off. <laughs> that was a good time. That was, that was a lot of fun doing that. And, uh, yeah. So basically, yeah. Thanks for listening. Is that it? That's all our, our shit. That's it. Oh, oh, the prescribed films podcast neck or net. Network. Network. Necro work. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes. Uh, check them out. Uh, prescribedfilms.com. We are on there with a plethora of other shows. Nice. So like check that. them out so they can fill your ear holes with audio joy. Yes. That is nice. <laughs> okay. All right. Have fun. Be safe. Peace. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening